You're listening to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Conversations with creatives during the quarantine. Hey folks, welcome to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. I am Steve Jenkins. Today's April 29th, and I have to admit I've lost count as to where we are in terms of how many weeks it's been. I think it's been six or seven weeks, but time's been moving along, even if it simultaneously feels like it's been staying still. And COVID-19 continues to affect and disrupt everything. But that being said, I hope everybody's been staying home when they can. I hope everyone's been washing their hands and wearing masks. And I hope people have been keeping themselves busy and doing what they need to do to stay in a positive place. It's definitely a struggle. And I know personally I'm trying to fight off any feelings of depression that may pop up or the occasional feeling of hopelessness and just that palpable feeling of dread that seems to lurk behind everything that comes out about this awful thing that's like affecting the world. In any case, I wanted to say thanks to everyone who's been listening to this podcast. And if you like it, don't be shy and smash that five-star rating, baby. And if you wouldn't mind, write a review on Apple Podcasts, would you? I want to talk about a new thing I'm going to do on the podcast every week going forward, depending on how it's received. I want to do a Q&A. So I have an email that I set up just for this. And the email address is stircrazywithstevejenkins at gmail.com. I'm also going to use my Instagram, uh, which is at Steve Jenkins. I'm going to use it in the story section. I'm going to use it to farm some questions. And I'll let you know if I'm going to actually answer it there or on the podcast. Figure it'd be fun. You know, it'd be fun to interact with people and see what people are thinking about or what questions they may have. And, you know, I'm always into having a dialogue. Or at the very least, I'll get spammed and be able to save 50% on some Ray-Bans. Today, my guest is the bassist, luthier, pickup maker, electronics wizard, Carrie Nordstrand. Before I talk about Carrie, there are a couple things in our conversation that I want to address that have since changed a little bit. First, we talk about the NAM show. And the NAM show, for those that don't know, is uh, the National Association of Music Merchants. And that's why it's called NAM. It's an acronym. NAM's a big trade show, which typically happens twice a year. It takes place in the wintertime in Anaheim, and in the summertime, it takes place in Nashville. If you're friends with any musicians, probably in January, your feeds on social media are filled with photos of people posing together, pointing each other inexplicably, and sitting in front of like all kinds of nice gear, and maybe there's like famous people, and maybe there's like the off chance there's a photo of like Bootsy Collins or Stevie Wonder or you know someone that was in a band that was sort of a big deal for a blip in like 1988 but NAMM's a lot of fun too it's a hang it's a place where all the musical instrument manufacturers show what their product lines are going to be there's a lot of different people that go there it's a fun place to go if also an exhausting one due to the sheer number of people that go and unfortunately that type of setting is the worst possible setting for a global pandemic. So the Summer NAM show that takes place in Nashville has been canceled. And everybody's starting to wonder if the 
winter one for 2021 is going to follow suit. So that's what's going on with that. Then at some point, we start talking about Assembly Bill 5, or as it's known, AB5. And this was a bill that was largely aimed at gig economy jobs, such as ride-sharing companies like Uber and Lyft. And it was designed to make it more difficult for these types of big companies to classify workers as independent contractors rather than employees. But the wording of the original AB5 bill was so badly put together and so sloppily handled that it basically spelled out impending doom for all of us musicians. And honestly, for most of us out here in California, this was the existential threat we were worried about going into 2020. Nobody was thinking about a global pandemic. But as it turns out, thanks to the efforts of the unions and a lot of musicians who basically took time to talk to the people who are in charge of this, uh, Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez and the Majority Leader Ian Calderon, basically they were able to get the language changed and that'll provide relief to most of the affected music professionals. So recording artists, musicians, composers, songwriters, vocalists, when the legislature reconvenes, amendments will change prior language in AB5 that created obstacles for music professionals securing work. But if you ask me, that shit should have been handled correctly in the first place. Anyway, it's nice to have one less existential crisis. So anyway, back to Carrie Nordstrand. Carrie was a musician first and then got into building bases sometime in the mid-90s. He's worked with some killer companies like Sur Guitars, in 2002, he started Nordstrand Guitars, and less than a year later, out of necessity, he started to build his own pickups for basses and guitars. Over time, demand for those pickups grew from other builders, and that's really when his company started. Kerry has some really innovative designs and also builds great pickups that can replicate certain eras of time accurately. So, you know, if you want like a really good P bass that sounds like it came from the 60s, Kerry's the guy. In 2017, he started Rocket Surgeon, which is a collective of people who design cool gear ranging from stomp boxes to preamp slash DIs. And because he has that venture, he changed the name of his company to Nordstrand Audio. We had a great conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. I also want to stress that just for the sake of context, we had this talk about two weeks after the shelter-in-place order in California took place. And here's how it went. You know, it's like we've all been kind of like grounded, you know? Totally. Yeah. Just frozen in place. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I went to the shop for a minute today just because I got a refret I can do. And I can I can work, you know, solitarily there pretty easily. So it's it's not a big, big deal. Um, and we got everyone that works there. I mean, three of the guys have taken their work home with them, like including coil winders and grinding machines, sanding belt kind of a thing. And, um, yeah, it's, I mean, we've managed to adapt to the current situation. So people are, you know, two workstations, the two workstations that people are at for the course of the day are like 20 feet apart. So, um, and everything else is in other rooms. So as long as we keep everything clean and everybody's careful and wears gloves, um, we should be fine. So. Yeah, um, that's crazy, man. I mean, there. I know there's been a thing we've talked about how long 
how long COVID-19 can live on cardboard. And then, you know, there's certain types of um, surfaces like met, like stainless steel and other things and like plastic. I think it can live on it for like two days. Right. But I know, but um, aren't pickups made with copper? I don't think they like, I don't think it likes copper. It's, it's, it's afraid of copper. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, with all the harebrained theories running around right now, sure. Why don't we just, uh, you know, go with, uh, you just wrap, wrap yourself in copper, wear copper bracelets, and and you too. Maybe we should start selling copper things. It's called <laughs> copper anti antiviral copper accessories. Which yeah, yeah copper mean, lined toilet paper. Um, I mean, some knucklehead sent me a, a video about some dude who's not even a real doctor talking about how if you heat up your sinus cavities, it'll kill the virus. And I'm like, what? Oh man, dude. that's that's crazy. You're, you're done. I'm done. I'm out. If you spread bullshit like this, you know, see ya. I, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm not going to put up with it. So. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been pretty eye opening to see the kind of stuff that um, has been circulating, and uh, I'm I'm going to assume there's a threshold that uh, <laughs> is going to be reached with some things. And people are going to have to like draw a hard line just because, you know, it's going to turn into a safety matter. Like, and I, I, I really think that's why some people have been still going out because they only heard part of it, you know, yeah. um, which yeah. is like, oh, it's mostly old people, except it's not right. mostly old people. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, they're saying at least the, 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 what we're dealing with in this country is it's, it's, I mean, somebody in L.A. was 17 in the L.A. area. Someone 17 passed away from this the other day, right? Yeah, it's um, so. Yeah, it's 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 not a joke. This is the real. The, this is a real thing. Um, and personally, I'd prefer it if my parents don't die. Um, I'd prefer it if I don't die. Um, yeah, you know, I I know the chance is is small, but. Still, you know, I, I don't want to be a part of spreading something that, you know, because some somebody's following some harebrained advi advice they got somewhere that's unverified and, and, you know, basically bullshit. I don't want to be, you know, anywhere near that person. Get the hell away from me. So go lick a toilet somewhere. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> just go away. So. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's anyway. weird, man. I mean, I've been kind of hearing about this a little bit at NAM. you know, like I heard that, like, not like conspiracy stuff, but like Pete, someone was telling me about what was happening in Wuhan and that yeah. there was like a thing going on. And, uh, you know, I, there's always been, I've never totally believed the hype about NAM thrax, but I just know that people would get sick. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. my whole thing was, well, okay. Um, somehow I entered one of the halls when, when I guess I was near like D'Angelico and they had, they had like a, like a bowl full of these little hand sanitizers with, with D'Angelico logos on them. And I took two of them, man. And yeah. like literally <laughs> within every interaction in between every interaction I had at NAM, I was putting that stuff all over my hands mm -hmm. and, um, bathing I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't, <laughs> didn't get sick at all man like i, I felt, you know 
So well, you're the exception to the case in my experience because almost everybody I knew got sick at NAM this year, and and I, I think there's I, I you know you're not the first person I've heard it from, but I, I think there's a working theory that one of the things that was going around there was this virus, but. I, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, the symptoms that I had, I mean, I got really sick after the show too. Um, but I had a flu shot on the Monday before. And I think th- my take is that I actually had the flu and it just, the, the flu shot wasn't quite up to full strength by the time I was at NAM. So I got a kind of a middling flu. I mean, that, that, that could be totally harebrained and, and, you know, it's unverified. Let's put it <laughs> to use my own language, but, um, yeah. <clears throat> But it sure seemed like, you know, it's possible there was something running around that show that that was related to this. So, I heard some rumblings of that, and I just didn't know what to make of it. Like, it didn't sound like some of the people saying it were like um, unreliable. You know, like there, but yeah. at the same time, it's like you know there was like something about don't hang out too long in Hall E, and I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, I have, I have stuff I got to do in Hall E, but it's by the yeah. stairs. So hopefully, you know, like that creates a draft and I don't get it, but, um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's such a weird, it was such a weird thing, but yeah. So I, I wonder, you know, in, in the wake of all this, like, do you think, (laughs) I mean, I know no one can really see around this right now and and there's a lot of serious stuff, but that might be the last NAM or it could be like, you know, of the last NAM of its kind anyway. Well, here's, here's an interesting, um, something related to that. I got a call from Jeff Gensler a couple of days ago and, um, you know, I've been sharing my booth. Well, it's his booth. (laughs) We've been sharing booth with him for the last couple of years. Um, it just lines up great. I mean, his factory makes the star lifter pedals in in Taiwan and, um, you know, we're, we're total buds and it, it works really well when we share a booth. It's just, it's it's a nice confluence of things. And he was going, you know, um, if Nam needs money right now, I think I'm going to wait, you know, I, I, and I was like, you know what? If if there's no Nam show this year, this this next winter, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of tired of Nam in general, and I'm not sure the industry. I don't know. This is kind of getting out there a little bit, but I, I'm not sure that how much the industry really needs it anymore. Frankly, um, because so much happens directly between customers and and sellers, or you know, a few giant, you know. Uh, companies like Sweetwater and, and Guitar Center and Musician's Friend and um, yeah it's uh, do we really need NAMM show anymore? Uh, <laughs> I don't know um, but that, that goes to the larger point that I think that this whole process this whole um, nightmare we're living through right now I, I think it's going to fundamentally change our society in a lot of ways um, yeah you know what do you, what do you think? well I think there will be a lot more uh, comfort with people working from home to start. Yeah. That's that's low-hanging fruit. That's an easy one. Um, I think there will be a lot of people who are like, get me out of my house because I can't handle these kids, <laughs> my own right. kids. You know, I think there's a lot more people are going to respect a lot more what teachers deal with on a daily basis in terms of wrangling kids. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw something the other day that said, you know, people are going to realize that the teachers in schools, when we send our kids to school, they're not just teaching them. They're also basically babysitting, taking care of them. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, they're, they're raising them to a, to an extent. And, 
you know, that's a lot to put into to one person, you know, trying to deal with 25 to 30, you know, 35, 40 kids at once. It's, it's an impossible situation in a lot of ways. Um, my daughter's been doing online school for three years. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I'm going, this is pretty smart, actually. I think everyone should do this or, or at least have the option. I mean, they, and you do, you have the option to do it now. I mean, in California anyway, you can go to online. It's a public school. It's online. Um, it's, I think it's a charter school, but I'm not, but it is, it is California public school sanctioned and it counts. The diploma counts. Uh, it's a lot harder than she thought it was going to be. Let me put it that way. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are, those are the two obvious ones, but um, beyond that, I mean, look at the, the, the effect it's having on our environment, you know? Totally. Um, I mean, it's making everything clearer and uh, it's, it's been interesting to see how that works. I, I mean, the, the, just, just to avoid driving a car 30 miles away twice a day, I mean, that's, that's a huge impact on our environment. If people can work at home, telecommute, they don't have to drive cars. We don't use as much oil. The environment gets better. I mean, it, hello. I mean, this is kind of laying that out in stark relief that this is, this is possible. This is doable, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely also fostering a lot of um, creativity in, in terms of how do we solve the problems of being connected when we can't actually meet face to face anymore. Um, yeah. You know, so the, the, it's funny because, you know, we used to shit on social media a lot. Everybody, oh, Facebook, blah, 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 nah, 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 you know, but, but now people are like, oh boy, you know what? Kind of glad this is here because it's, it makes it easier to stay in touch with people and feel like you're a part of a community, you know? Yeah. We're lucky to have that tech. Um, I mean, I really think, you know, I've been kind of slow on the uptake with certain things because I know everybody's, you know, everybody in, in our sphere is scrambling on some level. And yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be like, you know, like, uh, I didn't want to open up the merch booth totally just yet. Cause I have, you know, like I have a instructional thing that just dropped and then I have, yeah. you know, Bandcamp day just happened and actually sold quite a bit uh, last Friday, which was awesome. And I tried to yeah, try cool. yeah. Thanks, man. And I tried to give it back. Like I bought some cool, some cool music from some different people. Like I got Rich Brown's last record. I got like oh. this new thing that Mike Keneally played on. Um, I actually yeah. got that later. Oh, I don't know, man. I was just trying to like spread it around, but, but yeah. Bandcamp itself basically, or, you know, the artist made like $4 million. Bandcamp yeah. didn't take any money from that one day, just the yeah. credit card, PayPal uh, fees for, for, yeah. for that. But, but yeah. it was, it was insane, man. Um, so I really think like independent music kind of really showed, showed up for or, like the people that support independent music really showed up on that day. So I just think, you know, there's a lot of stuff that like, uh, are, are, a lot of things are being figured out right now. Like I talked to one person that said he lives near a warehouse and they're converting that into a live stream venue. And yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. And I have a friend, like one of my really great friends from DC, who I who was like one of the first really great drummers I played with. He he's had three gigs at his house. Like he 
he's he knows a guy that like is a really good sound engineer and has yeah. a, i don't know what they're using to stream but they basically played like three different sets like three different bands he's in did a streaming thing and it was cool so yeah um you know i don't really know how how it's going to work but i would imagine like if people just want to watch someone play and and you know they they don't have to worry about a drink minimum they could bring it's like BYOB cuz you're at your home <laughs> right. yeah <laughs> so, drinks and and other things you know whatever you want to get into right <laughs> so yeah right yeah yeah so it's it's interesting man i mean i definitely hope it returns to some normalcy but i, I it's hard to see right now and i yeah. think uh until the elevated status of things like toilet paper and yeah. uh, hand sanitizer returns to where it really should be, which is just like some stuff you want, like that stuff you just pass as you're buying stuff, other <laughs> right. stuff in the grocery store, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when it gets back to that, then, then I think at least part of it will be, um, be normal. But yeah. I hope the biggest thing is that people start to respect science a little bit more man because please oh my god <laughs> please and experts um you know people who studied shit for three 30 or 40 years you know or 50 yeah. or 60 or 70 years you know i mean yeah i mean knowledge is 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 worth is valuable i mean research is valuable science is valuable i mean like man pull your head out Ugh. But yeah, the, the way this has impacted, you know, our community is is staggering. Um, I mean, a lot of guys were and girls, you know, people ha have musicians, artists, whatever, have been, you know, the, the summer was lining up with gigs, and you know, people had their income sort of sorted out for the next two, three, four months, and yep. suddenly, suddenly, zilch, nothing, gone. Yeah. Um, and I think I think this is going to have to this is going to force us to reconsider as a society how we value music and, and arts and creativity and things of that nature because um, as a society as as a, as a gov the government part of it has been just decimated. I mean, there's there's almost no support and that stupid bill that AB five I think is that what it's called? Um, yeah. Oh my God, that, man. That's horrifying. It's terrible, terrible bill. Um, I mean, maybe with this this added stress of what we're dealing with now, it'll it'll they'll they'll be forced to take a step back on that and sort of reconsider it. But um, I mean, you can't be doing what what we do on my end or your end and not be aware of how appallingly awful that bill is. Um, it, it basically is almost single handedly destroying a gig economy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, musicians right now. Jeez, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I mean, I I was kind of feeling like okay, AB five was probably the most ex existential threat musicians had going into this year because it started on January first, and you know, there's some good people that have been um, fighting it, you know, or like trying to get the language changed to right. to address musicians, and I think. I actually feel like it was going to get there. Um, I just, cool. it, it's yeah. more just like as it was worded, right. it, it didn't really speak to people's concerns. But um, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the other thing I saw though, is that there were similar bills being introduced. Like there was one in New Jersey and yeah. um, even at the national level, they were talking about potentially doing something like this, which, 
would be horrible. Unless yeah, they can no. get it right. They got to get it right. If they're going to do it, they got to get it right. It can't be, you know. I mean, I mean, the, the idea is like, okay, yeah, we want to have benefits for, for working musicians. But you can't cut the hand off despite the arm or, you know, cut the arm off despite the hand. I mean, it just, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely, if, if that was like the only thing we had to fight this yeah. year, it would be cool. But yeah, now it like kind of puts it all in perspective. But, I, you know, I've also, ha I have friends that have also thought about other angles too, where it's like, if we do return back to like what's going on, musicians need to ask for more, you know, yes. like stop taking gigs that don't pay anything yes. or like find something to build with that that aren't, you know, that isn't going to be, you know, just sort of like this, I just want to play mentality, mm -hmm. um, which I think is kind of hard to avoid. Cause I, I know that like, you can always like, you can always justify taking something or, or playing somewhere if it's going to build on something. But see, I, str I struggle with that a lot. I mean, I see, you see all these memes that, that come around and, and people are like, Oh, you know, don't play for free. Well, don't do this. You're, you, you're, you, this is your job. You deserve to be paid. And, 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 and while I think that's true, it's also very limiting. Um, I mean, how do you, you got to be okay with, I mean, we, we did this interview with Juan Aldretti a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, geez, too long ago now. Um, me and John Herrera, who are, we're still trying to get this podcast together and sort it out, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> there's been a lot going on. Um, sure. But, but he said, man, he, he, if it's somebody he wants to play with or something he wants to do, you know, he'll do it for free. Yeah. You know, just cause it's, it's the, the, what he's getting paid is the opportunity to, to move into a new relationship that could turn into something. You yeah. Know? Um, so, uh, you know, this militancy around, you know, you're a musician, you deserve to get paid for whatever you do. I, I think it's a step too far. And I know that can be a lot of people might not like me much for saying that, but um, that's how I see it. So I, I think I'm of two minds with it. Like, I definitely believe there's a way to assess opportunities that can't always be with currency. You know, mm -hmm. there's other there like there's monetary currency, but there's also social currency and like um relationship building but not like relationship building just to like have feathers in your resume like relationship building like hey this is something cool and yes. and it's it's worth it's worth doing i think i think there's got to be a little bit of like flexibility and i also think prior to this moment the music industry and mostly how i've known it in the in the almost 20 years i've been been in it you know like they're they're has to be some flexibility and it's a bit like the wild west you know yeah. there's there's always like there's always things that people got to keep in mind about like you know uh risk versus reward what the mm. what the trade-offs are um but yeah i mean once once recording became like democratized because technology made it affordable um yeah. all of a sudden it's like well you know people who once were really prevalent in the session scene. I mean, I'm sure people are just going to work for whatever is going to make sense. And if it's right. not a hard thing to do, then it's like, why wouldn't someone just sit and do, you know, 
do a track for someone if they don't have to leave their house or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Are you, are you aware of that soundbetter.com website? I am. And yeah. my buddy actually works. Um, he does some stuff for them. I think he does some admin stuff. One of the best, actually one of the best drummers I know in the world. This, oh, dude, yeah? named, this dude named Jordan Pearlson who plays in Adrian Ballou's trio and plays with Becca Stevens. And he's played with like all kinds of badass musicians in New York. He lives in Nashville now, but yeah. Um, actually, I don't know if he wants me outing him on that. So I may have to bleep <laughs> that out, but, but um, yeah, that's kind of like, he, he kind of has been doing that on the side. He told me about it. He's like, you need to get on there. So I need to, yeah. I need to, I need to like try to make a push for that and see. I'm also not sure who has di- like discretionary, indiscretionary income right now. Like, right. Because that's the hard thing. On. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, you put a shingle up and people are going to look at it and go, well, yeah, I would love to hire you, but <laughs> right. I ain't got no money, <laughs> you know? So yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I don't, yeah, it's 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 just a. I'm not worried about how it gets perceived, but I just think, you know, as everybody's kind of letting the world know they're available, it's also like I don't know how many people are making records right now. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, besides just people doing it on their own, and you know, maybe they'll find ways to finish it later, and everyone will be around so they can lend their talents and people can make the deals they want to make, but. Um, I just think people are probably, it's probably too soon to know what kind of opportunities there are, you know, as far as that stuff goes, but right. you never know. Maybe there's someone who, you know, can't go to their office and they've, they're loading. They're like, yeah, I always wanted to finish this record and I'm going to get this person. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I really think this is a this is going to be an interesting moment for musicians it already is but i think people are going to have to uh figure out stuff that some people have already sort of figured out years ago like people that have really made themselves part of the online community like youtubers and people that create content um i mean it's weird man i don't have half of some of the numbers like some of my friends do and i still get a lot of opportunities from doing social media stuff. And, and so right. I, I know that like, if I actually, you know, now I'm trying to make more of a go of it, but I feel like that's, that's a real legitimate pursuit um, for, for anyone that's like trying to do their own music or just trying mm-hmm. to make people aware of what they do. Um, it's just a real powerful thing. And, and I guess the beauty of it too, is that people can just be themselves, you know, it's, it's not, it's probably totally. better for someone to just, yeah, it's better for someone to just keep it honest and do what they do. Um, and it's more just a way for people to use the platform for, uh, for you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to use the word exposure, but just, you know, mm-hmm. people are putting themselves right. out there to, like, you know, let the world know. Yeah, yeah. I, I That's one of the things I think that's going on right now with this is that people, all those um, ideas we used to have about trying to be careful and, and present ourselves to the world through whatever social media avenue we do, uh, I think people are are kind of just throwing that out the window, like you know, um, you know, just as come as you are, basically. <laughs> you know, don't don't worry about making it perfect. Just do it. Just be vulnerable. Put stuff out there. It, just because right now it's one of the few ways that you can feel connected to the rest of the world is is by by doing that. Because we're all sitting here, you know, waiting for this thing to blow over. Hopefully, you know. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah, I've noticed that uh, everyone bought an iRig stream. I got, I know, one, right? I got one a couple <laughs> weeks ago, like right after or whatever. You know, you, I think you had posted about it a couple times, but I was like, yeah. you know, I want to get one of these because uh, it's inevitable that I'm going to want to start doing stuff with it. And I haven't um, totally dug into it yet, but yeah, someone posted on Facebook. Uh, she had bought one, and she's like. I got the last one of these. I was like, wow. Yep. yep. I, it, as soon as I posted that, I've had, I've had three or four people say, Oh, I bought one. I bought one. I bought one. Dan Lutz got one. This guy, Sam Reed got one. You got one. So yeah, it, it took me forever to find the damn thing. I was like, what, how can I do this? What's, what's the product? And you don't know what terms to search for. What do you search for? Um, you know, so uh, it, I, I think, um, IK Multimedia needs to do a little bit more promotion on it. They could sell piles of these things, especially right now. Yeah. So, What's um, the um? But, can you re- you can record with it though, right? Like you can like if you're doing a video and you want to like blend audio, you can do that with it, right? Is that sort of the? Is that one of the things? What it, what what I use it for, and what I think it's mainly for, is um. Is I come out of the headphone output of my recording device, which for me is an Apollo X4, yeah. um, and I go right into the lightning in- input on my iPhone, and then and then I set up a microphone, or I'll use the TalkBack on my Apollo. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I'm using a microphone to do this. Last time I did this, I did this one of these with Steve Araujo a couple of days ago, and I had the TalkBack pushed in, but the problem was that caught a lot more room noise, and so. All this stuff going on in my house got got into the recording too. So this oh, now I'm using a microphone, and I think it's a little cleaner. But so then whatever comes out of your Apollo, my microphone plus whatever music I'm pumping through it out of my Pro Tools or or Apollo U um, Audio uh, Luna, which I have mm-hmm. a, a beta a beta. I'm on the beta team for that, which is really freaking cool. Um, it goes right into the phone as a stereo audio source and it goes right onto your video so there's a, there's an app that irig sells or you know puts out there that you can uh, put on your phone and that helps you control it and sort out what you got um it actually has a headphone out on it too so you can monitor what's going into your phone as it happens um so yeah it, it can work in mono um it, it's powered it's bus powered so you don't have to plug in a power supply so it'll it, i mean it'll burn your batteries down fairly quick on your phone or whatever you're using the other thing though is you can it comes with three cables it comes with the one that goes to your phone it comes with the one that goes to a usb c connection so i could plug it into my macbook um and it also just comes with a traditional usb connector so um you can plug it into almost anything and it, it basically is it's just a go-between it's a way to get a stereo signal into your phone right. that you know back in the day you used to just be able to find a an adapter that was like two rcas to an eighth inch you know tip ring sleeve connector and you could put audio into your phone back when they had mic inputs on them but not anymore <laughs> like, right 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 so. yeah i, I want to do a couple test runs before i start using it using it but yeah i want to just make sure make sure it's it's coming off um otherwise you know it's like what's this guy playing to you know <laughs> right yeah no it works um I, I put a video up the other day that i i used it for um where's that video um which one was that looking at my phone right now trying to figure this out but um yeah man it's a it's a cool it's a cool device um it's just there's really no other easy way to do that. I mean, you could run, uh, you could run through a uh, 
an interface, you know, a traditional recording interface, but that's way more money and a lot more to deal with. So, um, yeah. yeah, this works for my setup. I mean, I was, you know, I, I could probably, the way it works now, I mean, I could probably, I probably have everything I need. I just might get that adapter, but, yeah. uh, it, comes, it, it comes with the adapters. It comes with all three of them. Yeah, I got all three of them. Okay, cool. So it should be, should be cool. I mean like the DC adapter though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta see. I'm, I imagine there's probably a run on those too. Everything's <laughs> everything's right. selling out, man. <laughs> yeah, the oddest things are selling out. It's and that's they're they're an Italian company, so I'm wondering like what that's what that's mm -hmm. what that means because you know Italy's not doing so well right now. Yeah, things are crazy over there, man. I have this one friend on Facebook who's posting posts updates on a daily basis. He's in the Lombardy region. I mean, he's he's American, but he's over there, and uh, every day he posts like updated numbers and sort of personal anecdotes from it. And it's just fascinating and terrifying at the same time. Um, so, wow, man, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> we're living through some historical stuff, man. It's big time. Big time. So, what are you what are you doing to uh, to stay sane? I mean, besides, you know, doing a bunch of interviews like this, um, you know, what what else are you doing? Are you writing music? Or are you? Yeah, I'm writing music. I uh, I also like I just got this little sampler that Teenage Engineering makes called the PO33, huh. and it's it's kind of like a lo-fi um, sampler. And I was gonna start messing with that and and maybe do some like remix type things. Um, I was, you know, like some of this were, were things I were, some of these things were things I'd been thinking about doing anyway. Uh, yeah. Just in between stuff, but you know, I'm writing a third record and sort of working on that. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm just trying to stay as busy as I can with, with yeah. my own stuff and trying to practice and like get good at certain things. Uh, with with some production techniques also like i've been really trying to kind of work on my composition stuff and i don't know i mean i guess from that standpoint i have plenty to work on um yeah right don't we all i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i mean all but, that stuff that we've been putting off f f looking for time like now you have the time a lot of people do anyway um so yeah suddenly your focus changes to what's important at least mine has um so yeah it's, I'm, it's trippy the, the biggest thing i'm trying to also do is like figure out you know it just seems like right now the I'll, I'll go on walks and stuff they just put that ordinance in place where they've closed all the trails and they don't mm. want people going to the beach so i'm not complaining because you know my whole thing is like safety first people got to be smart but it's like i i'm trying to figure like figure out safe places to go and like um just go sort of unwind when when i get cabin fever um because right. you know i live alone yeah. man so it's like that's that's the other thing like i don't feel like i'm on house arrest i'm not bored i'm not comparing it to prison and i'm not complaining at all but it's definitely i feel like living alone is a great thing but it has challenges anyway because if you're you know if you're not feeling great or if you're in sort of a bad mood sometimes being alone isn't great, but, um, right. now yeah. sort of now that it's sort of the construct of what daily life is. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out just to keep everything balanced with, yeah. with 
stuff like that. Um, and, and that's basically it, man. I mean, I, I guess for right now, um, I'm just trying to make sure that everybody I know is doing okay. And, um, yeah. a lot of check-ins on folks. And, totally. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Um, but, but that's, yeah. a, that's really kind of the, the long and short of it right now. Um, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to like let stuff, um, let stuff kind of happen. But I feel, you know, I, I feel good to be creative and stuff. And then when I get tired of it, I just, you know, I just have some edibles and play video games, man. I've been doing that too. And I haven't got about it, you know? Yeah. You got to tune out, man. Self-care, man. Sometimes self-care is staring at a TV screen, you know, drooling, like just, uh, you know, I mean, shut it down for a minute, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll come back and you're not going to get stuck there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've been doing that a lot here too. I mean, so it's me and my, my, uh, my lady, fiance cindy here and then my daughter is here with me too and then um yeah i mean fortunately we have a nice you know house in the suburbs with a yard and so you know it's we i can go sit in the sun for a while and i've been doing that a lot more than i used to just (laughs) just because it's uh it just feels really good to just feel like oh okay yeah well (laughs) this is the world the world's still moving and the, the sun is still heating the ground in my face um you know but, but I've been, I, I, we have a, we also have a, um, an exercise bike and I suddenly I've been like, you know what? I need to start taking care of myself a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, and I'm planning to go for a bike ride up the, up the hill here in a minute. Um, oh, that's cool. So, cause there's some killer mountain bike riding around here. Just great. Like fire, fire trail, fire road trails for like five miles uphill and then single track down. It's, it's awesome. So um, that's cool, man. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. I've gotta figure that out. I've been, I've been looking into like different bike at home options, and they're all kind of expensive. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to do Peloton yet. But um, they are the, the 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 Peloton is nice. That's what we have, and it's 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 a very very robust bike. Um, I, I it feels like it'll last forever. Um, they have I like to do that. They have these. Um, you can just pick from all over these different places in the world where, where they've recorded footage of some, I don't know if it's a bike or what, it feels more like a motorcycle because it's such a constant speed. But you're, so it's like you're taking a tour of like some town in New Zealand or something, you know, or, or, or in Italy, like the, 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 uh, as the, the blue coat, I can't pronounce, I'm not, I'm not good at pronouncing Italian, but you know, all these exotic cool. places you can do these virtual bike rides through. Um, so that's so cool, man. Yeah. I love it. So, and then, and then they also have classes where, you know, they, you know, it turns into this, all right, everybody go, you know, kind of a thing. And they have their music themes and all these different things. C- Cindy does that kind of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm more of a solitary I like to exercise by myself kind of guys. <laughs> right on. That, yeah, that thing, I, I'm one of these days I'll do something like that. Yeah. Um, so is Nordstrand kind of open for biz or are you guys just kind of modifying things as, as it evolves? Yeah, we're, um, as of now, we're making pickups as fast as we can. I mean, you know, we did we did sort of adapt and you know move some machines home, and guys are working at home as much as they can, um, and that's definitely probably cut into productivity a little bit. But of course, it would. But um, yeah. you know, 
we're we're still cranking along. We've never been busier than we are right now. That's, I think I might have said that already, but um, it's yeah, we have like three months worth of work right now on our on our books, like orders. So it's it's crazy. Um, That's excellent, though, man. About two three months ago, I bought another winding machine. I think we hired two people because Ibanez has just been crushing us with orders. Um, these new fan fret Ibanez bases headless the yeah. headless one and then the other ones they're going over like crazy man people they're selling tons they're they're like shocked at how many they're selling so it's 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 been a real struggle to get caught to get caught up and increase our output to the degree it needs to be in order to keep them from screaming at us constantly <laughs> so um, yeah. but yeah we're we're plugging away um i I'm in this weird in-between thing. I went to a wedding uh, this Saturday. Saturday it'll be two weeks ago, and um, it kind of freaked me out because it was exactly the wrong. It was right at the beginning of all of this, you know, where I started to get real serious. Um, and so, you know, I was super careful, washed my hands regularly, um, you know, tried to not get too close to people. But it was a wedding, so you know, you're dancing and doing all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I've been worried that, you know, maybe we caught something because it might have been going around. So I've been trying to, you know, sort of lay low for the last couple of weeks. Um, and so far, you know, it's funny. Anytime I get a slightly dry throat now, I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> you know, but it it just comes and goes. And I mean, that's like normal life. Like sometimes your throat will get dry and you get over it and it, it is what it is. But um, any little thing now, oh, I'm a little feverish. Oh, here we go. You know, um, so I've been trying to lay low and and not be at the shop too much, um, but I think I think I, you know it, it'll be 14 days. Um, I mean I haven't been completely isolated, so I suppose it's possible I picked it up somewhere else. But at some point you gotta you know you gotta go to the store and get food. Um, so I mean we're trying to get stuff delivered here as much as we can. But but bottom line the 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 shop is still going. Um, I'm gonna I've got some instruments I need to build. Um, I'm still trying to create content with this new short scale base that we got coming along. Um, awesome. How do you say the name of that man? Like, what's the actual pronunciation? <laughs> the official pronunciation, according to Google, is Asinonix. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> and and people ask, well, what 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 the hell is that? Um, well, it's it's the genus for cheetah, um, and since the base is based on a Goya panther, I wanted to keep the cat theme going. And if you can find another more recognizable name for a cat that hasn't been used, uh, I'd love to know what it is because I couldn't find it when I was trying to figure out what to name this base. And so that came along and I was like, okay, let's go with that. People are going to wonder how to pronounce it, but they'll probably not forget it because they can't figure out how to pronounce it. So, you know, it'd be a memorable thing. And anyway, I ended up making the call, and, and that's what we named it. And I've been calling it Cat Base just for, for short. Um, there was an Aria base back in the day. I don't know how long ago, but they, they had a base that they called a Cat Base, too. And it, it uh, But I don't think they've done anything with that in a long time. So so oh. it's, not, it's not an official name. It's just a nickname. So if somebody says, hey, you can't use that word, then I'm like, well, you know. Find where it's printed and you know tr- attempted a trademark, whatever. So, um, so yeah, but but Asinonix is the actual name, and it's it's a genus for cheetah. So, and it's a fast little base too. So, 
Yeah, that thing's cool, man. One of these days, and you know, I need to get one. Um, yeah, they, it sounds good. I mean, all the tracks I've heard, the recorded sound sound great. I loved playing it at Nam. I, I felt like Nam is sort of hard because you don't get to hear every part of it. It's, right. it's very, uh, it's very like uh, you know loud, and you don't get to hear all the, like the small parts of it. But yeah, but nonetheless, man, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's it's going really well. I mean, the the reaction to it has been crazy. Um, you know, Bob Glob has had one for almost for about a year now, over a year now, and that's his that's his first bass he grabs when somebody says, "Hey, I want to record a bass part." You know, I mean, if he has if he has if he has the room to to do it, because a lot of people, I want you to play the P bass or use this one or use that. I'm sure you know, but. Um, but yeah, he's he used he's used it on tons of things. He said, "Oh, a lot of music's gonna be coming out with that bass on it." And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool! Yeah, so, that's so cool. Um, yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're getting two hundred pieces in the first batch. Um, we've been taking deposits since January, since Nam, and we're if I add in the dealers that are going to order them, I mean, we're we're up to like a hundred half. We've already taken deposits for half of the batch so and we're, we've only got four colors so at some point we're going to start running out of colors when people pick most of certain ones so i don't know it's it's an odd time for, to ask somebody to make a deposit on something like this right um, you know I, i'd rather you save your money and, and make sure you can afford to eat and and uh keep a roof but um yeah but hopefully there's enough folks out there who've got a little extra scratch and can can throw a deposit down on this thing. Um, I mean, they're $7.99. That's the introductory price. Um, and I designed the thing to be built in a factory. I mean, it's it's super simple to make. Um, with with a couple of exceptions, I I I paid a, a good chunk of dough for a setup fee so that they can do a compound radius fingerboard. So it goes seven and a half to twelve. Um, and that just makes it play better. So I was I was adamant about that. I, I ponied up for that. Um, but they're light. They're easy to make. So they're affordable as a result, which is kind of, I mean, that's the whole Leo Fender approach to building instruments is to, to design the thing that it, it delivers everything you want musically, but it's easy to make. Right. So. Yeah, man. I mean, that thing, the thing looks, it looks and sounds awesome and, you know, feels great good balance too yeah cool i can't um, i can't wait i can't wait to get you one so yeah yeah i'm excited to, to check one out further um but uh anyway man thanks for doing this podcast you're the first person i've talked to that's like in the you know, like that's like building stuff that's in the mi biz um on on like that side of it too so it's been interesting yeah. to hear like you know it's awesome that you guys can still kind of do it hasn't hampered you know everything like with a little creative thinking and some moving you guys are yeah. still still cranking it out yeah it seems like we've figured out a way to keep it going i mean unless somebody comes along and says oh you can't do that or you know we're gonna send you to jail or something <laughs> like you know <laughs> but but my, my attitude is look you know the more we can contribute to keeping our employees paid so that they don't have to use their unemployment insurance you know th that's a contributing factor to the overall you know coming out of this without it being as destructive. So if we can keep some commerce going and do it safely, I, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I, I, 
I want to contribute as much as I can to making this less of a nightmare than it than it could be. Um, so that's my attitude about it, and you know that's that's how we're going at it so far. So. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm going to keep trying to build a few instruments here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was weird because I felt like, oh, I'm going to have all kinds of time now. And then I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't really don't. <laughs> so, right. um, I mean, between going down the rabbit hole of, of the slow motion train wreck watching the news and then, you know, having that sort of consume, you know, looking up at the clock and going, holy crap, how long have I been doing this? Um it, <laughs> And then just, you know, binging TV shows um, like Picard. I just I binged Picard the other night, the Star Trek show, which I love. I thought it was, I think it's super cool. Uh, finale's coming out tonight. I can't wait to check that out. But I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I haven't seen it, it yet. It's cool. I would I would recommend the CBS all access thing is kind of a joke. Um, and I wouldn't if you if you're going to do it, they have a, a, a one week free trial. Just do that. Watch all of the Picard, and then friggin' tap out. <laughs> just get out of it. That's, that's my plan. Because the red is, we tried. I tried streaming it through. We have an Apple TV, and man, it was glitchy as hell. It was dropping the audio out, and it was playing too many commercials. And I thought I paid for the all access, and I was like, you know what? This is not good. So, but oh, it's wow. worth well, it's, it's it's worth it for that show. I think that show's great. So. All right, I'll, I'll check it out. Any other recommendations for like music or books, or you just been kind of watching? Oh watching man. Um, well, you know what? The other thing I did was I, I signed up for Mix with the Masters. Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's an instructional site organization thing, and and so basically they go the interview in the studio and they do really nicely produced interviews and tutorials and how to mix, how so-and-so mix this tune. And we're going to talk about production. I was watching the Larry Klein um, interview the other day when I was just kind of dipping my toe in it. And it's, it's cool. I, I did that with this website called uh, pure mix a couple years ago. And I kind of just consumed everything that they had that I was interested in. And then I was like, all right, you know what? I don't need to re up on this. I, I thought at the time, all right, I'm going to get into mix with the masters. And so this was like the perfect opportunity. Plus they had a discount right now because they're trying to, you know, give people an option to get into it for something to do. So yeah. I, I think one of the things that, that people who have an abundance of time on their hands right now can do is, is learn. I mean, there's so much to learn, and there's so many places to learn. I mean, you, you have courses. Oh, was it a True Fire course? Mm-hmm. You yep. know. Um, so yeah, it's it's, dude, just sit there and increase your viability by learning tons of stuff. There's lots to be learned right now. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I was looking at Coursera. There's like stuff on there. You know, there's a lot of like courses you can take for different yeah. things yeah cool man well that sounds great um great to talk man um stay stay healthy and be well and um i'll talk to you soon you too man thanks for the opportunity for more about carrie nordstrand go to nordstrandaudio.com there you'll find links to his social media and you can see all the great things that he builds new episodes of stir crazy with steve jenkins come out every tuesday and thursday thank you so much for listening and be well 